0: You deserve to live life with confidence.
1: We're your hosts, Brooke Brewer and
0: Danny Mullen here from Raw Fitness. Confidently Flawed is a podcast dedicated to bringing you the secret sauce and helping you look good and feel even better.
1: What's holding you back from being the most confident you. Welcome back, everybody, to another week of Confidently Flawed. It's your hosts, Brooke and Danny here for another week of the secret sauce on some informations around the health and wellness and fitness industry. And this week I'm very excited because it's actually a conversation that tends to get a lot of questions and just people wanting more information on that's the subject of intermittent fasting. What is this whole fad? Is it a fad? Is it, I mean, it's becoming so much more prominent right now. I'm seeing so many people talking about intermittent fasting and I think that this is just, it's such an exciting topic to talk about because personally, for me, I don't know too much about it. So you're definitely going to be hearing a lot from Danny. And I think that this is just, it's a subject that a lot of people have questions on. So Danny, I'm so excited to talk about intermittent fasting with you.
0: Yeah, it's intermittent fasting is definitely one of, you know, I'd say probably the hot topics right now. And it's something that a lot of people are either doing or they're considering, and, you know, we get a lot of questions all the time of like, what is fasting? Like, what does it really mean? And it's it's pretty straightforward for the most part in terms of like what it is, right? It, it's essentially you're not eating food. You know, you're not eating anything that's generally above 30 or so calories, right? Anything above 30 calories, you start to you start to have to break it down in order to, you know, assimilate it and use it in your body and all that. So anything that's really above that is you're not technically fasting. And there's, there's kind of a couple different ways when it comes to fasting. There's, there's like full on water fast. There's, there's different, there's like juice cleanses and things like that, which is not really fasting. And I'm not really going to dive into that today. And there's different like time periods of fasting, you, you know, you can do, you know, the most popular one right now is like the 16, eight. So like get all your food in, in an eight hour window and then you fast. So your next meal is not for another 16 hours, but you can, you can alternate that numerous different ways. Some people do 20 and four. So like eat all their food in four hours, get a 20 hour fast. Some do 23 and one, like there's, there's different benefits to different ones. And I'm, I'm not going to dive like super deep into all the different ones, but there's, there's, there's also 24 hour, four hour fast. There's three day fast. There's, there's multiple day fast, you know, and regardless of the type of fast, you know, the first thing I would say is, is right. Like obviously consult with a doctor before, or, or some type of professional before you're doing this, there's, there's pros and cons to doing some of these. So I'm not going to sit here and say that fasting is something that everybody should do, or you're, you're safe to do or whatever it may be. So, you know, especially if you're, you're pregnant or your child, anything like that, like you got to be really careful with some of this stuff. So take some of this stuff with a grain of salt or consult with your doctor or what have you, but there is a lot of benefits to fasting. And actually me personally, I fast every single day or for the most part, every day, you know, I, I eat most of my food between about 1130 till about 630 or so seven and I, I generally don't eat after that. And I generally don't eat before that. Now that's not a hundred percent every single day, but, um, I found that that has been the window that generally works the best for me, the The one, the one caveat with, with fasting that I think most people go into it looking for is most people are going into the the thought process of I'm going to fast in order to lose weight. And Weight loss can be a result from fasting, but it's not. It's not the main component of it. And I would even argue most people won't necessarily lose weight directly from fasting. And you know the the reason being is if if you guys remember when we talked about the macros, and if you haven't, it's, it's a good episode. I would go back and watch, especially if you're really trying to drive, dive into your nutrition. But when I talked about the, the macros, I talked about kind of like the three different styles of eating. So there's there's eating for aesthetics. That's like body composition, body fat loss, increasing muscle mass, things like that. There's the eating for performance. So like somebody that's an athlete or when Brooke was training for, for, for with snowboarding, things like that. Like she's going to eat based on like performing at her best, right? So she's not going to worry as much about having a six pack or whatever. And then there's eating for for longevity, right? In terms of, I want to improve, I want to have the best, healthiest possible life possible. And I mentioned in that, that you can't really do all three at the same time. Fasting kind of goes in line with the longevity kind of of the three pillars, if you will, of, of styles of eating. So yes, can you, can you have body composition or aesthetic differences when fasting? Yes, but it's not, the, it's not the main driver or main thing. So, if you're just solely doing it to lose weight, you might set yourself up for some failure. Now, some people do lose weight. There's, there's a study done that I think the average person, they didn't change anything else other than the window that they eat lost on average about, I think it was like 2% body fat in a 10-week period. So, that's that's pretty good, you know? So it's, it's not that you can't, I just encourage you guys not to have that main focus. So when it, when it comes to fasting, the primary one that, that I think most people, if they're going to do it, start with is start more along the lines of that, like 16 and eight window. So you fast for 16 hours, eat most of your food in the eight hours. Again, the misconception that people have is they go into it thinking, okay, I need to eat less calories. That's the focal point. That's not what you is fasting is all about. You're actually supposed to eat the same amount of calories. You're just eating it in a condensed window of eight hours or four hours or whatever it is. So I think when, when you're looking at doing fasting, eating your, your window of time for eight hours, I think that's a, a doable one for most people to get started with. And some people may even kind of naturally do it and not realize it. But when you're, when you're going through that process and you're, and you're doing it, there's a couple key things that you want to do is during the fast, you can still drink water. You, some people say you can drink caffeine. Some people say you can, I'm on the caveat that you can uh, just as not as it's as long as you're not adding like cream and things like that to like your your coffee or whatever it is. So just be conscious of that if you're drinking like a black coffee between you can. But I would increase your water because it's it's going to be important to to um, stay hydrated when you're when you're fasting. But water's the biggest thing when you when you are fasting. You don't really want to work out super strenuous, or if you do, you will you'll want to break your fast. Relatively shortly after. So if you're working out at 6 a.m., but you're expected to break your fast at noon, you might run into some trouble down the road and you'll you'll probably notice a hindrance in your performance of your workout. So does the fasting offset your your slower or weaker performance in the workout, where now you're not getting as strong, you're not pushing yourself to burn as many calories or whatever the case may be does that off, like, is that offset by the fasting? You know, so that's something you also have to consider. Uh, a couple other things too, is women, for whatever reason, don't do as well as fasting as, as men do. I, I, I've, this is just a, a random thing that, that came to, to my mind with it. And I could be completely off base. So don't quote me on it, but to me, it makes sense, you know, cause our, our ancestors for thousands of years, right. We, we lived kind of a certain way, you know, we didn't have Kroger on every corner. We had to you know we had to hunt for our food and we had to you know we we're hunter gatherers and all that and it was pretty typical right the men would go out and hunt in the morning for food so they're running around they're, they're essentially fasting right they're running around looking for food um hunting they'd come back later in the day hopefully with with food right hopefully with meat or whatever it is where the women were you know more getting the everything organized in their housing their their tribe if you will probably more like picking berries, things like that. So there's probably more eating being done, like more grazing. And maybe that's another reason why women tend to to do more frequent uh, grazing and things like that, where men don't quite as much. Uh, I have no idea if that's valid at all, but it's just something that I always thought of and and made sense to me. So I could be completely off base, but uh, going back to like our ancestors anyways, like a lot of the times they did fast because they didn't have access to food all the time. You know what I mean? So fasting has been a part of Our culture for, uh, or just as human nature for a long, long time. And, you know, some of the benefits of it is it can help with digestion. It can help with kind of regulating the gut and improving the gut. It can actually help with your energy um, long-term. It can help with structural repair. That's when your body doesn't have to focus solely on digesting food and assimilating it and, and getting rid of it and all that it can actually focus on repairing the internal body, you know, which is, is really cool. It can help flush out toxins. It can just give your digestive tract a break. Um, it can, um, you know, some other things is it can, um, help one of the, one of my favorite things for it that I think is, is something not really talked about with fasting for a lot of people is it can actually kill off like parasites and fungal infections and things like that, that are, Whether you want to believe it or not, pretty much all of us have to some capacity, some much worse than others. And they thrive on food and they thrive on sugar in particular, most of them, the bad ones at least. So it can kind of starve off some of those. And I think that's a huge underlooked thing when it comes to fasting and the importance of it or why it can be important. Uh, But then lastly, is it really helps with uh, hormone regulation, uh, blood sugar regulation, um, believe it or not, uh, if you're doing it the right way. And blood sugar regulation, hormone regulation, especially sex hormones and your circadian rhythm. So like melatonin, um, um, cortisol, things like that, your, your awakening hormone relative to your sleep rest hormone. They, uh, they do really well with kind of repairing itself and producing in the, in the right manner, not having food affect those hormones during that fasted time where a lot of people have issues with hormones this isn't the only reason, but it it, it turns into a reason a lot of the times is food affects our hormones, right? So when I eat my blood sugar increases, or when I eat, I might produce cortisol or when I don't eat, I might produce cortisol as well. Right. So there's, there's a lot of factors that, that of hormones that food takes into consider or takes part in. So if we're giving it a long stretch window of not Affecting the hormones and just let them naturally do what they want to do or should do, uh, it can have a it can have a big impact on on our fasting or on our overall body and um, you know different aspects of our hormones and, and re regulate those and everything there and then it, it does have some of the other benefits of you know fat burning because it, it will start to use ketones and, and you know somewhat getting to ketosis and everything there. Um, you know, and and I think those are some of the biggest factors with it. But it's, you know, it's it's a little bit easier said than done, you know, but it's something I've done for for quite a while. Um, so I think if if somebody's really considering it, because I do truly believe that it, it is impactful and it can have a be- you know benefit to most people. Again, I mentioned women don't always do as well, whether for my theory or not. And people, when you're in a stress state, because it is somewhat of a form of stress also tend not to do as well. I know for me, when I'm more stressed, I tend not to do as well on the, the, um, aspect of, um, fasting part of that, I think is because your body needs certain nutrients, particularly fats and proteins, uh, to create sex hormones and to create hormones associated with, cortisol and things like that. And if you're not getting those nutrients, your body can't produce those hormones or replenish those hormones or whatever it may be. Um, so I, I think that has something to do with, with why it, it can be have an effect on that, but you got to drink a lot of water. You don't want to, you don't want to have too of an of a workout in the middle of your fast. Like if you're going to break your fast after, I think that's, that's good. You still want to get all of your, most of your calories in during that, that window that you choose, Um, you still want to do some of our other core concepts, right? Like getting protein at each meal, eating every three to four hours or so once you start your fast, like you don't want to have a meal and then wait another five hours to eat, like try to have regular meals. Once you break your fast, um, and then, you know, getting in different movements and things like that. I think to keep it super simplistic, if you do that, you're, you're going to start to reap some of the benefits of, you know, overall fasting.
1: That's all such good information. And I totally just learned a lot because I think that again, like I said at the very beginning, I think there is, it's becoming more and more popular. And I do, I do believe there is is some great benefits. And I love to hear that you are successful on Danny, because it's nice to actually hear it from people. I, I have some other friends that do it too, but it is interesting. You say that about women, because I do find that more so when I talk with people who are doing it and are successful, they tend to be men and women are the ones who tend to struggle. And that does make sense about the whole ancestral concept of, you know, finding the food versus picking the food, et cetera. But regardless, I wanted to share a story. So I actually just last week, I, I, have been having some digestive issues. I actually do think I got something funky at a restaurant. I got a salmon at a restaurant and both myself and another person that I was with both got the same meal and we were both pretty sick after that. And I was sick for a couple of weeks straight. And so I was to the point where I was like, I got to do something. I got to do something. So I actually did a fast for a day. Um, I, I, I didn't do a full fast. I was doing some juices. So I guess you could say I did like a juice fast, but I tried to fast because I basically wanted to give my digestive system a rest. It just, I wanted my digestive system to stop working because I felt like something was going on that it needed to heal itself. And knock on wood, but since I've done that, my digest, I have not had those pains that I did have. And so those are kinds of fasts that I've actually been more familiar with is is fasting intuitively rather than the whole idea of intermittent fasting, fasting intuitively. And another thing that I have also done myself and I, I know is very successful is You know, last week, we talked a lot about emotions and eating and eating for your emotions. And unfortunately, as much as we wish that we didn't do that, we still do that. And even if you put all the things in place, none of us are perfect. We are going to have our issues. But something that I have done that I have seen a lot of good results from doing is when I have a bad day, if I know I had a very, very, very unnecessarily high carb day, or if I didn't eat the greatest the very next day, I will actually do some sort of fast, whether I wait until one, two o'clock in the afternoon to eat. So about a 16 to 18 hour fast, or whether I do a 24 hour fast or whatever that may look like. And that helps to regulate and my blood sugar. It helps to... I feel like just really give my body some time to recover from all of, let's say the junk that I had the night before. So those are actually the two fastings that I personally myself have done. I have never done intermittent fasting. I actually looked into it, but it, I, I got some hormonal disorders that um, my doctor doesn't recommend me doing intermittent fasting on. So I don't think it's something that I will try, especially until I'm done having kids. But with that being said, I, I, I do believe that there is a lot of really good research behind intermittent fasting. And I do know many people that have had success with it. So I thank you, Danny, for sharing all that good information. And I'm so glad to hear that you have success with it. And hopefully this helps the people that have had questions. I think that like Danny had shared, there's so many different ways to do intermittent fasting. You see that the standard is the 16 and eight, but you've got 24 hours oh gosh, now we're going to ask Brooke to do math. What do we got? 18 and six. That's an option. You know, there's many different options. And I do believe that everybody is different in the way everyone's um, intermittent fasting, you know, things can work differently for everybody. But I do think if you are feeling like you are struggling with or plateauing with your meal plan or your, your nutrition, this is definitely something to consider and give a try. Obviously consulting with your doctor and a trained professional to see if it's something that is right for you, but it, it could be something that really can help. You know, like Danny said, there's a lot of health benefits that come from this. And I watched a Ted talk on, on intermittent fasting and I don't remember the speaker's name. I can try to find the Ted talk and link it in the show notes, but she talked a lot of really, really great scientific evidence. That's how amazing it is for our bodies. And that's why I wanted to do it. After I watched that, I was like, oh my gosh, all these health benefits, I need to do it now. <laughs> so, um, I, I do think it's a really good option for some people.
0: Yeah, I, I agree, Brooke. Uh, like I said, obviously I'm biased. I do it, you know, and I, I've I've, felt really good doing it. My mental clarity is really good when I'm doing it. Uh, that's probably for me, cause I'm all about performance. is It's probably the biggest key for me, you know? And I, I think the, the one that you talked about too, is like the more intentional fasting. Uh, that's actually something we do in one of our core programs. Uh, we, you know, we do, you know, if we're doing like, a, say a little bit lower carb or whatever it is, and we do a like kind of like a refeed day. We we refuel with with a higher carbohydrate intake for a day. Um, what that does is that helps with the hormones uh, leptin and ghrelin, and leptin and ghrelin indirectly are, are kind of tied to each other a lot. The aspect of not feeling full or not feeling hungry, and you know when you increase your your carbohydrates, it's going to refuel those back up. And then after about six to seven days, it starts to, to decline again. So there's some benefits to that. And then we follow it with a fast generally, because it resets the the opposing hormone, you know, to kind of not make you you know eat a bunch of carbs and then get starving again, it'll kind of help suppress the appetite a little bit. So it's, it's kind of a, a key or a little hack that you can kind of do when it comes to weight loss and fasting. But I think, I think if, if you are considering this, there is a lot of benefits to it. I mentioned a lot of them here today. But if you're going to do it, maybe look at like getting a lot of water in, maybe do some supplementation with electrolytes or even just like have some Himalayan sea salt that you sprinkle into your water just a tiny bit, just to help get some of those electrolytes back in. Start with one day, just do like a one day, you know, maybe every Sunday you do a 16 hour fast and then have an eight hour window, like start small try not to do a bunch of intense workouts, anything like that, when you're doing it, still make sure when you do start to eat, you're eating regularly, getting in a good amount of protein and all that. And, you know, I think, I think you guys can have a lot of success and, you know, we're here for you to, you know, if you have any, if you have any questions or or need some extra advice on that, feel free to reach out and, you know, we kind of be happy to go over those with you. So, Brooke, kind of being a little bit new to the to the concept, what what were some of your takeaways here, like when it comes to intermittent fasting that possibly help you?
1: i I think that one of my biggest takeaways is that there's different ways to do intermittent fasting. And I know that's probably a very basic basic thing to talk about, but I think that intermittent fasting or fasting in general is so beneficial for you. And I know it's not for everyone. Again, as Danny shared, sometimes it doesn't work for women. And like I said, you know, it's not recommended for me and my PCOS. So I personally don't do it, but I do do fasting here and there, depending on how I feel and how my energy is going. So in a way I am doing intermittent fasting So I think that you might think, oh, I can't do full-blown intermittent fasting. That doesn't necessarily mean that you can't fast if it's something that you could really utilize. So again, I think that intermittent fasting is not a one size fit all. And I think that's important to know And, and to use that to your advantage, to understand that this is something that you can add into your routine. If you are feeling like you are struggling with your goals, maybe try some form of intermittent fasting. How about you, Danny?
0: Yeah. Mine, uh, mine's pretty straightforward. I, I, I do think it's, it's relatively worth a try for most people, but you got to do it in the right way. And and I think my one takeaway would be just start slow. You know, don't, don't try to go gung ho and I'm going to do a 24 hour fast. Cause there's, there's definitely things that, that are, you know, precautionary that you have to be careful with, right. If certain medications, or if you have something like Brooks talking about with PCOS or anything like that, that's why it is important to consult with somebody and make sure that, you know, it is right for you. But if, if you are going to try anything there, you know, it's, it's just important to start slow because I will say if your body is in kind of in, in somewhat of a bad shape, or you do have some of these parasitic or fungal type situations, you could have some negative reactions to fasting that, probably would, would be pretty tough for some people, you know? So, um, again, it's, it's not a one size fits all kind of like Brooke mentioned. So just, just keep in mind that it's, it's, it's something that you should start slow, take it a day at a time, um, then slowly kind of build away from it there. Cause it's, you, you can have a big detoxification process and possibly die off from like parasites and things like that, that, um, you know, can, can, um, cause some issues. Cause you might get like the liver and things like that start to release toxins, maybe that it wouldn't before. Um, and that's something that you gotta be cautious of. So again, working with a professional, talking with your doctors is, is probably in your best interest. If you're going to do it.
1: Talking about all these parasites makes me think you need to have a parasite cleanse podcast. You I'm know, on that's it. one of my specialties. <laughs> Yeah, guys, give us some feedback too. If you're ever listening to our podcast, especially our members, if there's something that specifically you want us to cover and talk about, we are open ears. We do this podcast for you guys to help you just give you another source of information to help you be successful. So don't hesitate to reach out to any of us, message us on our Instagram. If you aren't a member and you don't see us at the gym and let us know what you want to hear on the show. Next week is something that I'm excited for. We kind of, I I kind of hinted about it a little bit, but we're going to talk about hormones. Women listen up, men even too have hormones. I think hormones is a very important topic. And if we can balance our hormones, you'll be amazed at what it would do for your overall health and your physique. So be sure to tune in next week. Again, every single week, these podcast episodes launch every Tuesday at 2 p.m. You can find us on Spotify, Apple podcasts and even Facebook podcasts. So thanks for tuning in and we will see you guys next week.